Welcome, friends, to the Soul Talk podcast, a show where we explore and uncover the path to the heart, amplifying your conscience. Join me as we meet incredible souls who are in this journey and learn from their experience and different methods that will make you vibrate your heart. Let's get into it. Hello, everyone. Thank you for being in Soul Talk. This is Monica Ramirez, the Warrior of Love. And today we have a someone very, very interesting that she's going to explain us a little bit about who she is because it is her bio, it is really impressive. Her name is Geraldine Orozco. And, uh, and thank you, Geraldine, for accepting my invitation for Soul Talk. Thank you so much. It's such an honor to be here and for your amazing work and the platform that you're creating. Thank you. Thank you so much. Geraldine, um, I was reading your bio and uh, and you have so many, like many people have told me, you have many hearts. Yes. <laughs> but please, <laughs> kind of. Tell a little bit about what do you do, first of all. Yes. Um, so my primary area of, of work is called epigenetic psychotherapy. And um, basically, I study and I research and I help my clients understand how to decode DNA patterns and DNA, DNA information that provides epigenetic information that allows them to change their lives. So a lot of traumas and a lot of emotional collective trauma is inherited through our genetic data. And it ends up actually forming and creating in a really early life, our perceptions of life. So a lot of times people that reach, you know, rock bottoms or, or they hit walls where they feel difficult, it's difficult to transcend or even connect or activate or heal their body from illnesses. These are the points in which we begin to look at what are those patterns? What do we need to break in, tor in order to transcend those limiting beliefs? And that's essentially what it, what it is. We look at the psychology, psychologically, psycho-spiritual and metaphysical, and oftentimes somatic purposes, uh, reasons, I should say, for any illnesses that people are incurring. Um, so we do a lot of that work. And my, my work is also called DNA reprogramming. Uh, that's the name that I, I gave it. This is a, a modality that I... I created on my own as a result of, and I'm sure there's many other DNA reprogrammings, but mine specific, <laughs> I put, I gave it that name because uh, in 2000, I've been meditating since 2008. I opened up Bay Area Meditation here in San Francisco, California, and it is a, a school for meditation, but I work on corporate wellness programs. So we teach Google, Square, Facebook, all of these companies in the Silicon Valley to meditate. And it's grown tremendously over the you know past uh, 12 years uh, to the point where mindfulness has now become a very popular topic in the workplace, you know. Um, so in addition to that, I myself had been meditating for a long time, sometimes in some months, uh, maybe nine hours a day. And what I discovered through that meditation process, my I guess my main inquiry was try to understand what is true. What does it mean to be a human? What does it mean to have a soul? What does it mean, these experiences that we have? Why do we have specific patterns that we keep repeating? So in that pursuit, um, I began to deprogram and become aware of my own programming. And I worked several, several months to do that. And what I found at the core of that was someone completely different than everything that I had been before that. 
Um, and this opened my, me up to an interdimensional experience. And that interdimensional experience essentially, uh, and I can tell you more about it, but essentially uh, white light came into my room and I was uh, taken, you could say, or invited by beings, these tall six beings on board a craft of light, a plasma craft of light. And I was taken to the Pleiades and I was introduced to information. I was downloaded, you can say, um, telepathically some information. And as a result of this experience, it, there's more to that, but um, it activated psychic abilities. And on the Monday, after this happened on a Friday night, uh, on a Monday morning, when I went back to my office to teach meditation, I can see this person, colors, lights, uh, things and shapes in her bodies. Um, runways of colors and energies and essentially I, I was able to see her multi-dimensional body and it took me to another layer of understanding mm -hmm. and um, it I became so sensitive that I couldn't leave my house for about six months after that it was very difficult I also had a very high-end event planning company at the same time and it was just really difficult to do any of that but essentially um, after a few years, in 2017, I had a hypnotherapy for the first time, and the hypnotherapy, in addition to my own spiritual work, opened up another layer, another existential crisis of understanding, because I needed to understand what was interdimensional contact, who are these beings, why do we see them as being someone not very interested in sci-fi or a lot of fantasy things, this was very shattering for my paradigm. Uh, so I needed to understand that. And I became a clinical hypnotherapist in order to understand hypnotherapy, the subconscious mind. Why do we store certain information in the subconscious mind, how it plays out for us? Um, and how can we use this information for healing? Because for me, it completely changed my life. You know, I sold my business, I ended an engagement, and I focused 100% surrender to be of service. And uh, I end up doing what I'm doing here today. Um, so this is kind of in a nutshell how we ended up here yes. doing this work. Yeah. I have several questions that came from, from this. Yeah. Uh, let's start from the beginning. Uh, what is the difference between epigenetics and uh, neurolinguistic programming? Yeah. So epigenetic uh, uh, psychotherapy essentially targets and focuses on the direct correlation and result of psychological patterns that influence genetic information so and and so it is very similar to neurolinguistic programming neurolinguistic will and i'm also a uh, practitioner uh, focuses on psychologically uh and and programming um i guess psycho-emotional psycho-emotional programs primarily epigenetics just simply adds one extra element to that, which is, you know, how does that relate to our DNA and how do we pass on certain of that information to the next generation? How does it present itself and how is it triggered in our everyday lives when a scenario triggers an emotion or a trauma and then we respond to it? So we begin to look at neural pathways because what, what happens, as you know, when we have a, a trauma or even a belief system, we literally have little pathways Mm -hmm. that, that we reinforce, right? So these neurons that we're reinforcing, these links between these neurons, literally every time that we repeat a pattern, it's like we reinforce it. So to break that can be very difficult because in this programming is embedded uh, the way your chakra system is, is linked up. It's, it's embedded your biome, 
It's embedded your survival mechanisms is embedded chemical responses, mm -hmm. um, you know, and then the it, patterns of how your muscle is holding information and how your nervous system is also holding information. So in order to reprogram that, we really have to go to the root core of where we got that program in order to reverse it. And the way to do that essentially goes beyond our own life experiences. What we end up discovering is that a lot of these programs are inherited. Actually, all of the programs are inherited by our parents um, from the womb until the age of seven, we hold all this program and it creates the perceptions, the core beliefs, values, uh, even moral structures of who and what we are. And from there, you know, to, to replace those, we literally have to almost deconstruct societal norms. We have to deconstruct uh, social engineering, which a lot of us are profoundly, profoundly products of. Um, and so, you know, there's a lot that has to be undone and rebuilt. And this is kind of the new human, as I call it, that we are creating is a human that's completely sovereign from those influences in order to see what it what it, does it look like to be an authentic human at the core of this non-duality, essentially. I do work a lot in theta level, but that's one of the reasons why I like to work in the theta level if I cannot work it out uh, in just reframing. Okay, let's go directly over there and let's go to the root of the problem and faster the subconscious. But uh, I have a question regarding that. The, the, you were uh, talking about the DNA that how influences and my question is after doing the uh, DNA test of ancestry and obviously you came out as like 1% of Irish or things like that. It's like, oh my God, what part of me is the Irish? The 1% comes out. But obviously there is a cellular memory in there. And how do we even find that, <laughs> that 1% that it is, or so, you know what I mean? Oh yeah, absolutely. It is, how do we relate that? Because right now many people are doing this kind of test yeah. and they're finding out things that they will not even, um, like I, I find the, another 1% of Armenian or Irish and, and it's like, okay, where does this, this even come from? Oh, oh, what yeah. do I do with this information? Yeah. And I've been searching about what do I do with this information? Absolutely. Well, you know what? Uh, what I discovered when I was doing my own personal work internally, um, that I began to trace back traumas that were passed down. And so let me mention, this data is passed down through the mitochondria. And the mitochondria comes down through the family, the, the female line, the mother, okay? So what it is, is an aggregate copy of the before. So everything that is included in that data bank is passed down and it continues to aggregate every new generation that is created. Can you imagine? So what does that tell us? Just simply in that mechanism that we actually have an origin point. Um, if you trace back, and this is what they're finding with these, uh, you know, genome testing and understanding, um, which is a whole nother topic, but um, what is publicly available for a lot of this? I mean, I, I attend a lot of these genomic conferences about the study of DNA and how genomics plays a role in a lot of things right now. In the medical industry, they're going to be using that in order to uh, heal illnesses now at the core root. This is this is the conversation. Are we going to be doing CRISPR, which is the machine to edit genes, Okay, which is mm -hmm. widely open for people? 
you know, should we play around with the gene information like that? Should we snip it and cut out illnesses and things that run in the family? Well, the thing is that it's too early to understand, but because the, the, the effect of this aggregate copy that we're passing down for generations is something that's interconnecting us to one another globally, right? So just 2000 years ago, you and me, we're related. We have a, a relative in common. Yes. So, so the world is completely one family. This is like genetically an understanding. When you see the world, we are really one. We are really one family. Yeah. Um, and the origin of that, you can trace it back to Mesopotamia. The origins of bloodlines are originating in Mesopotamia. There are other ancient civilizations, even older than that. But what we what the research is available for us is from Mesopotamia forward. And that clearly, clearly shows how our genetics have kind of cultivated, been preserved, strengthened, reinforced, and also weakened in different cultural uh, groups that have spread around the world. There is an order to that spread. There's a map. I actually talk about this in my presentations a lot, um, how uh, the gene has evolved. And so we, we see with this pattern and this research that there are certain families, gen, uh, DNA families, that have been heavily preserved through history. And those families that have been heavily preserved are usually the ones that are in, in these houses of politics and control. And that's a whole nother topic. But what we discover is that the descendants from these, because back back in the day, what was practiced a lot was um, in, in breeding in, in the family. Yeah. We put it in the Jewish families. They have the Akanashis, they have even problems yes. with that. Exactly. And uh, because that's still, even in Mexico, uh, all the north, when you say little towns or things like that, that they start doing the cabrito. Okay. Like the cabrito, it is actually the goat. It is uh, uh, one of the foods of, of the Jewish. And it's like, where did this come from? This is not an ancestral food. It comes right. from actually from the Jewish. Amazing. So actually the north side of Mexico, it is interbreeding. Amazing, amazing. Absolutely, I love that. And so we see a lot of these little pockets around the world where these belief systems, practices, cultural beliefs are heavily, heavily pooled. And it's because of, they are the descendants of these groups that have originated from these major families where a lot of uh, different practices and rituals through history have preserved DNA in order to keep the data bank in, in this lineage. Now, whether or not that was understood as, as why they were doing that back then, I don't know. But um, what we know now, and looking at the interdimensional side of things, because I believe that we are not only made of terrestrial genetics, but we are interdimensional genetics. So in our DNA, we actually have what we can call ET or, or extraterrestrial or interdimensional DNA. That is something that I was very surprised because, of course, yeah. I, I, I knew that part. Yeah. But when it came into my DNA exam from Ancestry, there oh. was several percentage in there that it was not classified uh-huh and i was like huh this is very very interesting this is will prove if we can actually they wanted to do more studies on that percentage that it is undefined uh what is actually coming from it is earthling or is extraterrestrial right there's so much i mean the dna is like the blueprint of humanity and the history of humanity is there 
Um, but to, to answer those questions, we need to go beyond the limitations of uh, just the, the regular evolutionary theory, because the irregular evolutionary theory doesn't really match with, with what historically we're looking at DNA. There's, there's a jump in evolution in our genetics, clearly, clearly, that doesn't quite link with the orangutans or the, or the apes, you know, so um, this interference, and of course, I know this, this is the research that's available, but I know this interdimensionally, and many of us know this as star seeds, because we remember the connections and the influence of our own interdimensional aspects of ourselves. And I believe this plays a really, really important part, especially in our awakening right now, because we're going through a photon belt right now, and the vibrational frequency of the collective has risen to a point where more there's more access to higher strands of frequency and that higher strands of frequency helps us read the information in our dna in a way that we hadn't been able to do quite before and um children that are being born now you know we uh, we talked about the different waves of children that come in through the generations uh rainbow children indigo children these children that have activated abilities already at, at birth they already remember that their children's toddlers are talking about ancient uh galaxies and universes um at college and university level physics you know um so we're having a lot of these new highly developed organisms coming into the gene pool and that is because of the nature of where we're at right now so it's important for us to understand those of you that are having more interdimensional contact, um, what is happening, it's from the inside out. Our DNA is activating. And when our DNA activates, we have the ability to access the memory that's encoded in that DNA uh, in, with, uh, that, that's interdimensional. In fact, each one of our chakra systems is like a coil of coils within coils of DNA, okay? and they each one of these coils kind of function like a like portals uh, they actually function like portals into the access of that gene pool that is interdimensional so uh, i have a, an experience or support group and in this support group people are remembering their andromedan life um, and then after some work they discover arcturian aspects then after some more work so in other words we're beginning to uncover our ancestral galactic history through yeah. the deprogramming and, and primarily matrix programming, because we begin to understand that the cultivated bloodlines that we descend from are very specific, but those that are in power in our society today are a very small genetic pool. And there's a whole reason behind that. I don't know if we have time to talk about that today, but the descendants of these pools of bloodlines have activated psychic abilities in all, mm -hmm. and, and it'll be passed down through the family lineages. So the mom will have it, the mother, the grandmother will have it. And this makes DNA super, super valuable because it is, it's more conduit than other, other DNA lines. I have heard from my guides and that many of the ones that we've been taking off the planet or we have contacts with uh, the extraterrestrials, it is because actually we are part of it and we're part of the family and we have made contracts that we were going to encounter them. It is not that why this happened to me, because in the soul level, we actually, we ask for this. Maybe we forgot about it, but that doesn't mean that we are not committed to have that kind of experience with them because of that soul level contract or maybe DNA that is that percentage 
that then uh, the DNA tests do not tell you what it is coming from. Yeah, it is precisely from those families that they're not earlings. Exactly, exactly. And I, I love that you brought up the point that, you know, we, we're just remembering a lot of this stuff, you know, it is really a product of the activation of our DNA. Um, and I think the conversation about ETs or interdimensionals is very important right now that we train ourselves uh, to navigate the unknown. And how do we do that? Of course, we have to master that in the waking state too. But um, yeah. when when we're traveling and we're reading, uh, you and you and I as psychics, you know, we we live in the interdimensional realm. So you know, yeah. we're navigating. Essentially, we're reading holographic DNA. That's what what I do with my sessions. But uh, it's when we go into dream state that we begin to change the brain waves in order to enter into these interdimensional realms. And what, I, what I'm seeing here, the link holographically, is that when the human begins to access these memories in the interdimensional realms, they're accessing not linear timelines, but simultaneous timelines that exist right now. So we're actually, it's almost like you touch a bubble of information. You open that bubble up, your DNA activates. And with it can, can cause a lot of biophysical changes to the body. So people will report that, you know, they have these experiences and then they have activated psychic abilities. They have activated healing. They have memories of their childhood they never had, you know. So it's, it is more, this is why the epigenetic element is so incredible in this conversation because we're beginning to realize that we really are uh, interdimensional and the effect of, of dream state can be very physical. And it just takes me to a lot of, you talk with any of the coaches, healers, spiritualists, uh, any of these people, yeah. they would tell you that a lot of them, trauma brought them where they are now. Yeah. Or almost dead experience. Or near death, like a near, near death. death experience. Yeah, yeah. That uh, them, suddenly when they wake up, they were psychics or they were seeing Naras or they were reading whatever. Yeah. So maybe that's what it really was needed to wake up that part of the DNA. That it was there, exactly. the trauma or the dead experience that is another trauma. Exactly, exactly, absolutely. In fact, the way that I'm seeing uh, people now uh, is more. It's like a like an orb of different timeline experiences, and depending on how they cultivate the vibrational frequency, they begin to activate different parts of these bubbles which allows them to come in alignment with those experiences. So, for example. Uh, and this is also somehow mapped out throughout their life journey, and it overlaps the archetypal self-organization of cosmic information, like art, like uh, like astrology, for example. Yeah. Okay, because uh, this can be a guide map. It's an overlay of some information that can be useful, that helps people access when cosmic planetary systems influence. Um, and enhance the vibrational re uh, frequency of the organism. And therefore they become activated like full moon, for example, we just have this powerful full moon today and yesterday. Yeah. And so a lot of people get intense dreams. They have activated experiences because planetary systems that move influence the organism. We are like inter interconnected organisms. So um, to address your, your question, essentially, uh, Every time that we have one of these openings 
we have the opportunity of accessing memory and it almost is like contractual timeline that comes online so for example a near-death experience can even trigger something called like a walk-in you know there's mm -hmm. people that have like a walk-in where it's like another another timeline is available for the organism and it activates completely different life for them. They don't even, they come back into their life, they don't even recognize what happened. It just completely changed the way that they see things. But that's so the minority, the, the walk-ins is not the majority. Yeah. It is actually waking up, I'm not gonna deny that, it of course exists. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We know uh, walk-ins, but that's not the majority. I know many people that have gone to the experience of near-death experience. Yeah. And the same soul, it just yeah, soul. something happened. I think to it's them. it's always the same soul. But anyway, go ahead. <laughs> something happened to them. Yeah. And uh, and that put me to think in how many aha moments or or shifts I had in my life, and a lot of them I remember that I did a while back, many years ago, a galactic astrology, that it was from the the point of or from the point of origin source. Yeah. That all the lives that I had and what I did in different plans and so on. So, yeah. and that actually, that put me to actually start observe, uh, start having conversations with different kinds of ETs and went to the ship uh, soon, two months later after that. Oh, Again, to another ship, but it was, it was, I believe that was the wake, uh, I wake up another parts of myself or my DNA right. or something. It did an activation in that moment. Right. Just reading that astrolog uh, astrology chart from the galactic. And probably when people go to healers, coaches, well, uh, not necessarily coaches, but healers, uh, um, psychics, et cetera, et cetera, they wake up that part of us are known for them in that moment. And now they're gonna be doing things that they were not before, they were doing it before. Right, yeah, absolutely. Like the immunotherapy did to you? Yeah, exactly, absolutely. Um, and I, I think that um, I, I, sin, I seem to, to think that our life has some kind of map with uh, timelines that are available to us, you know, multiple timelines. So depending on our choices, um, those that are following and, and our seekers, you know, the seekers that are looking for this truth seem to really always choose these timelines that are incredibly expanding and transformative. There is no right or wrong timeline because all of these roads will always lead to the experience. That's what we're here. We're here to experience, you know? So, so that experience process is, is the activation of the DNA. But you know, another element that's really important about this, that it's not just about us individually, but those that are parents or those that are planning on having children, remember that this DNA, everything that you're doing in vivo and epigenetics focuses on how you are being affected in vivo or in the moment. You can literally change your biology in the moment by making choices that are healthy, you know, for you by uh, rising your emotions, learning how to control the emotions. You can create health in the moment. But what happens is that we are so interconnected in a network by something called a morphogenetic field that we begin to affect even the people in our families. We begin to affect our children and they begin to also remember. And for most people, when we are unconscious, when we're in hypnosis, when we are not conscious, because most of us are walking around in a hypnagogic state majority of the time, we're not really conscious. Um, and that makes it very easy to program things 
and and to relive patterns we essentially are cycling through patterns it isn't until the person wakes up breaks those patterns comes into present that they can actually even begin to touch free will and kind of choose um, and even then remember that we participate in an interconnected system so we are inter interdependent interconnected we are one organism so everything that we do is affecting the collective and this works both ways, good and bad, because um, as we see now with our world today, that actually collectively the vibrational frequency is rising. More people are having interdimensional contact. More people are remembering, which is the key. And this is, speaks to what you were just saying. Essentially, what we're doing is we're simply remembering. We're coming into consciousness. It's almost like we live in a, in a pool collect, connected with all of these truths about ourselves. And as we walk through the pool, we begin to remember, we activate these things and it, it works vice versa. The memories activate our DNA and the DNA opens new timelines with new memories for us to begin to access. So um, the, the goal is that we in this temporary human life go from the concept of separation and duality into one we become whole internally and with the external or all that is is being projected from the external and that uh something that we always well i always talk about is like when you overcome a trauma it doesn't matter which trauma it is like you overcome a rape or a feeling in your family whatever it was yeah. and you overcome the the fear the anger the whatever it was your generations behind you also overcome them because of the work that you actually did. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and I will tell you an, an example about this in, in this work. When we look at, when we follow the trauma, okay, the pain, the emotions, this is how you heal. You follow the emotions essentially. So uh, let's say, you know, the rape example is really powerful. Okay. Mm -hmm. Especially for us that come from South, South America and the Americas, because um, you know, there have been generations and generations of, you know, just uh, the Europeans coming in, uh, taking over, and there was tremendous amount of sexual abuse. And sexual trauma, especially, is one of the strongest things that are linked in intergenerationally. So usually the person that does the, the trauma on the other person is a product of trauma themselves. Okay, and this is never ending cycles. So when you begin to trace back the emotions, you look at your own trauma, how you ended up in that family to begin with, because we actually are born into families by resonance, even to begin with, um, based on the experience that we're trying to have as a soul. And that we are put into those families in the country, with the culture, with the religion, with what whatever elements play in the in the human matrix participate in the kind of human experience you're going to have and all of those have powerful powerful lessons and experiences for your perception growth you know so essentially when when the human begins to become aware of why they have these emotional patterns they follow it to the the, the perpetrator of the trauma which can be a family member uh or someone else what i what i discover is that Whoever link we're linked to in the trauma, we are we are related to in very profound ways in in this field in the holographic realm. We've had many lives together, so trauma is is a connection. It's a it's a collection of souls that are gathered by resonance to experience something. 
That's why in the healing process to transmute the guilt or the shame or the judgment over the perpetrator, we have to be able to broaden the perspective of the, of the, of the person experiencing the trauma in order to be able to look at all sides. This opens up the ancestral holographic DNA to the lineage that links you all the way back to the origins of the trauma. And what I've discovered uh, in, the, in these healing sessions is that essentially it goes back to, um, you know, their country, their place of origin. And they discover that, you know, in the community, there was a lot of that trauma. And, and then it's influenced by religion, of course, you know, by, uh, by politics, by polit political, socioeconomic uh, purposes and, and influences. But yeah. essentially, um, when you begin to unpack this, you can actually uncover generations of people that have incurred this trauma. And we we are interconnected we in, in a network, like an organism, but we have uh, something called cords. And I know everyone's quite familiar with energetic cords, but these etheric cords are encoded with frequency data. And when it's really dense information, like trauma like that, like abuse, it it stagnates and because it's like a neural pathway, just the way our neural neurons work, they strengthen just that same way. We have those cords in our body that when we reinforce that trauma, we also reinforce the connection to these lineages and we can reinforce all the way back to the earth. So now we start working with the grid of the earth and actually you can, you can uproot those cords from the earth. And what happens is that you're healing not only yourself, but the grid you heal the ancestral lineage, you heal even the country, um, beginning to rebalance the disharmony in, the, in nature in, in, that, in that land. Um, so this is where you start working with, with ley lines and things like this, because in a, we are one interconnected organism and the yeah. human body is an extension of the earth, which is the same thing, runways of energy. We have so many programs and one of the programs it is that we're separate. Yeah. or time that exists and yeah. and distance yeah. exists yeah. and that was basically was uh, created to control us as human beings if we understand it's like oh that's in my past and that's in my future when everything is happening at the same time that's one of the reasons why we get contacted in this moment uh from our galactic family because it doesn't matter if there are millions of light years, because for them, they understand these concepts better. And take me to the question that you uh, were taking to the planet Maya. Is yeah. Maya or is Maya? Because my higher self, it is Maya from the Pleiades. Beautiful. Uh, I'm not sure the right presentation. It, it might be Maya. Uh, I, I just remember hearing it as, as Maya. <laughs> well, uh, but it, it must be the same. I must be. Uh, and, and I know that you have this lineage as well. Tell us about a little bit about when yeah. you were taken to, to Maia. Yeah, so um, in, in Maia, when, when we went there, essentially, um, first of all, uh, the earth is purple. It's like dark, dark purple, the, the earth itself. And um, the sky most of the time is, is like a sunset sky. Like here, we would see like a purplish pink hues. Uh, you know, it, it's just phenomenal. And and the grass is like glass. It's like little shades of translucent glass. And the, the beings that I see there are tall white beings. 
uh, with very bright blue eyes. And a lot of them have different little shades of pastel colored hairs, but mostly white shades of hair. Um, and I guess, you know, uh, when, when I came across this, um, to me, it was, it was just really uh, difficult to process a completely different um, species of, of beings. The way that they communicate is completely telepathically. And most species other than Earth speak universally which means that the way that they communicate information is including the self, your family, those around you, your city, your community, the planet, the universe, all in one concept. And that that's the way the communication goes. This is mind blowing for me because, you know, if we would think like that, if we would communicate like that, I mean, first of all, we take major accountability for ourselves and our actions. And number two, we would be more mindful of understanding the consequences of each one of our choices. So it's a highly, highly advanced civilization. Communication is telepathic, it's energetic. Um, it, it, the manifestation process is immediate. Why you're gonna damage another human being when that human being it is you. Right. It's like, I'm gonna harm my finger. Why you would do something like that? When uh, and just imagine if we have that concept because we should actually we should have that. Yeah. But we do not understand. We think we're separate from uh, the United States, from Russia, or from China, when we are actually the same. It's like our finger. Why we're gonna? Why we wanna create wars? If we're gonna be damaging other people, that other that other people, it is like our hand or whatever it is, there is no such a thing of separation. And that's exactly what you're talking about, right? Exactly, exactly. It's, it's another level. And when we, the higher we experience dimensions, uh, the more instant manifestation laws become. The, the wave between speaking and manifesting becomes shorter, so more, more instant. Um, and it's really amazing because um, it's about healing and um, what what I was doing there, I was shown two things. I was shown being part of a, a council of some beings there. Um, and I was also shown speaking to a large amount of people. And when I was doing this, I wasn't anywhere near anything that I'm doing today. I was in a completely different world. So I, I didn't really understand what that meant or what it was going to mean. So for me, they were, they were telling me what I was going to do here, which I have also done or am doing simultaneously in other dimensional planes. Uh, and they also downloaded information about a lot of things, about the origin of, of some of these species and how our DNA functions holographically, the concept of holographic DNA. So it was a life-changing experience. I yeah. bet. <laughs> yeah. Now, my question is about that I've been asking and I have not have a response, that I know they're here. We can feel them. The more the ones we have, uh, we're contactees, we, we can feel them where they are. Yeah. And we can feel them there, not only around us, but we can feel physically the spaceships and so forth around. Yes. And when do you think it is going to be the 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 big event because I know they're not going to come into the governments that is not going to happen like that yeah well you know this is uh I, I always very careful about giving any kind of dates or anything like this because yes. the truth is that we actually create our reality 
And if you don't want to see aliens, you're not going to see aliens. You're just not going to see them or you're not going to connect with that frequency. It is it is a frequency game. It's actually up to us. And, and this is why I talk about coming into the photon belt and how the vibrational frequency right now is, is rising at such a tremendous rate. And because that, and this is why the government is talking about it so openly, more than ever in history. And it's going to get even more. They're going to talk about even more. But at the same time, I was, uh, the other day, uh, was watching uh, some trailers of different movies. Okay. And all the trailers from Hollywood right now, they're putting a lot of fear from extraterrestrials. Like they are cannibals, something like that. And we forgot that human beings and we're, we, we still have tribes that are cannibals in yeah. this moment in the planet right. Earth. So, but they're, they're trying to impregnate with fear all the human beings' conscience. Because when they present themselves, they don't want to see it because of that. So that creates a problem to the people wake up and be loving to every single human being. We wanted to create, uh, remove the races when they're creating all these problems in Hollywood. And uh, and exactly. uh, we uh, we put out together also the governments and the schooling and all those things that they're falling apart yeah. at the same time. This goes back to the 50s, 40s, uh, where the government specifically created programs with the CIA to create disinformation around ETs. Uh, everything from the little gray men, that whole slogan, to grays and the picture of the gray with the big head and the big eyes. All of that was deeply, deeply embedded in society through entertainment industry, through the educational system, you know, in every angle. And this is a participant of social engineering. So that tells us how the vibrational frequency of our society was back then. That is changing slowly. But right now we are entering into another space age. We are we are talking about artificial intelligence. We're talking about high levels of technology that are going to be pulling us forward tremendously. And it's technology that is already available to humanity, um, not on the public scene, but it will be. Uh, technology that is said to have been uh, reverse engineered but I believe that we have a lot of the technology already we, we've already have I don't really think it's necessarily reverse engineer uh, but I, I believe that uh, we have that technology and that science and the physics understanding and it's going to be inserted into society in drops but we those of us that are kind of uh working on cultivating our, our higher faculties connect to the DNA of the earth, which allow us to access the library, the gen genetic library and history of the universe in, in simultaneously. And when you connect up into that library, you have access to all the information that has been available from the world's history. And this can be done like I have done it. Meditation. You sit, you don't need anything, you don't need anything from external, and I'm not talking about drug-induced, I'm talking about organic, because none of what uh, I have experienced has been in any way drug-induced, in fact, I can't even take any little medications of any kind, so... And the reason for sharing that is because we can access this organically. We have the chemicals and, and the uh, biological architecture in our bodies to be able to do that. So the cultivation and disclosure has to come from within. It must come from within. It is the cultivation of our higher faculties 
in order to learn how to master the navigation and interdimensional navigation of these beings. And the first training is dream time, because this is where most of us, when we start deprogramming matrix programming, our dreams are going to be very scrambled. They're going to be like completely abstract things, you know, things that don't make sense. But as you wake up more, as you're more present and you cultivate that, your dreams become clear and you begin to navigate dimensions and you can remember. That's the important thing. The, the key of a body that is a high spinning vortex, because we are vortex systems, when we begin to spin our vortex fast at a high vibrational frequency, we begin to remember, we wake up that memory that is holographic within us. And this is the link between the dormant state and the waking collective. Mm -hmm. You know, so in my opinion, disclosure is very much dependent on us. And uh, uh, even for experiencers that have come out publicly, like myself and many others, it's very difficult. There's a lot of resistance from the government. There's a lot of disinformation. There's a lot of attacks on people. And there is, this is a very true element, uh, an entire military agenda um, that is, that has the same, uh, is the interest is in your DNA because your DNA is encoded your 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 intergalactic vortex portals into those realms. So that's why people that are involved in military abductions, things like this, are usually people that are incredibly intuitive because they have access to that information. They can access uh, time jump, timeline jumping in dream time. They can remote view before well would the government actually have their own their own team of uh, right. remote viewers that's since way back they have that i, I don't want to lie but it was i think it was from the 40s or 50s when they yeah. started that's right to this day yeah but many people now there is being more available because everybody can do it it's just about training yeah. and believing that they can do it because they've been doing it right. like channeling is it is not about oh i'm going to learn channeling you're just going to remember how to do it because you do it all the time and right. be aware when you're doing it. That's the key is to be aware, you mm -hmm. know, and that's where we, that's the difference between being in hypnosis and not conscious. I mean, if you can't remember what you did every moment of your day yesterday, then you've been sleeping all day. Okay. Mm -hmm. So this is the kind of level of awareness that we need to have uh, because we wake up ancestral memory. The ancestral memory that is active by the highest moving vortex rate of the body and we we activate the vortex of the body um, by changing frequency so transmuting and cleaning the first three chakras the chakras are the key if your chakras are stagnant if, if if you're not even aware of what they're doing or where they are in your body then there's a major disconnect between mind body so that right there makes you easily programmable uh, because you're in hypnosis, you're disconnected, um, you know, and, and more likely you're in a state of separation and fear, even you're afraid of nature, because um, we, we tend to want to even be separate from, from, from nature, and nature is, is actually the access to truth biophysically, you know, we, we align with a different frequency. And it's our teacher, that uh, nature is actually what is teaching us. Yeah. Uh, we feel superior as human beings uh, than the animals when the animals are actually our or plants are our great teachers right and each uh, race in fact of human beings they feel superior than other ones when 
each one is teaching you a little piece of the puzzle yes of your own life right do you have a, a last words that you would like to say oh, um, because guys this has been interesting that we may have to repeat it again yes yes thank <laughs> you so much for having me it's such an honor to be here um uh last words um you know i, I do have a youtube channel and I, i do teach a lot about these techniques so my primary work here is to help instruct humanity on learning how to activate these faculties so that you can start navigating the unknown uh and becoming friends with the unknown in all situations waking state and dream state um anything that feels fearful to transcend that and um you know practice the alchemy of of mastery over your emotions that's a really powerful learn how to transmute low emotions into high emotions but essentially our our most powerful state is the neutral state we want to enter neutrality because neutrality allows you to be able to be fluid through all potential experiences we enter the zero point and that's actually the point of major conduit of life force so this is my uh, invitation to you everyone that's watching and thank you so much for having me it's been a pleasure to be here oh thank you so much Geraldine. uh her link and her description in her bio is going to be in the description so you guys can you want to connect with uh, Geraldine, you can find her and uh and hey check her classes it may be for this for you and thank you everybody for listening and thank you Geraldine I appreciate thank your you time. very much Monica thank, thank you. you thank you for being in Salt Talk <laughs>